Today we are in a mass extinction, science has recognized. And the significance is it's human behavior that is manifesting this. And what we have to recognize is we have to change our consciousness and our behavior because our collective consciousness is unfortunately not supporting our viability on this world. When you're in fear, you shut down the growth and maintenance of the body. It's the fear of death is the problem that we must deal with today. We're going from a Darwinian view where there's a struggle, a competition for survival, and it's a very stressful world to a new world, a new world of understanding, a new evolution that recognizes evolution isn't based on competition, it's based on cooperation. And while that's coming down, you can either focus on the breakdown or you can start to focus on what's new and what we're building. Because if we redirect our attention in that way, then we will be supporting with our consciousness this building of a new civilization, not based on survival, based on thriving into the future. You're seeing the chaos of a breakdown of a civilization that's not sustainable. That's why we're in extinction. That we're creating a community. It's community that is representing evolution. That we're stop focusing on the part that's coming down. And it's time for us to put our energy into what we are building up. We're building a new civilization. We are actually not going to an end, but we're breaking down for a new beginning. And the new beginning is a consciousness, a new image, a new way of behaving, a new way of learning to live in harmony. Consciousness is creating your life experience. What information are you putting in there? Because that information will be translated directly into your biology. How do we deal with that stress? Stress hormones shut down the immune system to conserve energy so I can run away from the threat. And I go, it's so powerful at shutting down the immune system that stress hormones are used, listen, therapeutically. If I am going to transplant an organ from one person to another, the recipient of that transplant, uh, their immune system, by definition, is going to try and reject the transplant because it's foreign tissue. I say, so what do doctors do before they transplant an organ? They give the patient stress hormones because when they get the stress hormones, it inhibits the immune function from rejecting the graft. My God, stress hormones are so effective at shutting down the immune system that they use it therapeutically to, and, you know, to stop the function of that immune system. Now we're in these strange times as well that our stress has been exacerbated, not just by the news, but the lockdown and even more. So what's your advice to people? Well, the first straightforward advice is this. We have to maintain our physiology and our health. You know, it's not that difficult. Uh, eat food that is good for you. Not industrial farm, but organic, natural, healthy food. Uh, industrial farm food is loaded with chemicals that influence our system in a very negative way. Uh, I mean, all you have to do is uh, look at a farmer out there in those industrial farms spraying the crops. They're all wearing hazard suits. So taking care of your nutrition, number one, is important because we nourish ourselves. And if you shorten the supply of nourishment, of course, you're going to be open to sickness. Uh, number two uh, is to take advantage of um, vitamins and supplements and things to support us because our food isn't that great. 
anything we can do uh, outside to enhance our nerve uh, immune system, uh, and let me just add, especially vitamin C, when we support ourselves that way, we strengthen the immune system. And then third thing, watch what you're thinking. Because the moment you are thinking of stressful things like, oh my God, uh, uh, I'm not working for weeks and I'm my job, my salary, do I have any money? Uh, fear comes from that. Can I pay the rent? Am I going to die? Of course, fear comes from that. And I go, these fears are the primary uh, things that inhibit the function of the immune system. It's the fear of death is the problem that we must deal with today. The cells in my body are in a skin-covered petri dish. They're responding to the chemistry of the blood, which is the culture medium, which determines their fate. And then all of a sudden, the most important question, there's two, who's the chemist that puts the chemistry into that blood? The answer is the brain. And then comes the most important question of all, what chemicals should <laughs> the brain put into the, the blood? Because if you change the chemicals, you change the fate of the cells. So here's the answer. Whatever picture you hold in your mind, the brain translates that picture into chemistry that complements that picture and puts that chemistry in the blood and the body responds to the picture in your mind. And I go, why is that relevant? I said, I could have a picture of health or I could have a picture of fear. I say, well, that's different chemistry. When you're in love, the brain releases love chemistry which is like dopamine, pleasure. That's why falling in love, oh, it's so great, it's pleasure. It also releases oxytocin, which bonds you to the source of your love. But the big one is this, growth hormone is released into the blood when you're in love. Then tell me what is the consequence of a picture of love? I said, the chemistry of the body provides extreme health. I said, well, what's the chemistry that comes out in fear? None of that love chemistry is coming out here. A picture of fear in my mind causes stress hormones, cortisol, things like that, and factors that shut down the immune system. They're called cytokines. Uh, and so the blood of a person in love has a different chemistry than the blood of a person in fear. The thing that people have to understand is this. This is like now comes the critical moment of what? And I say, a cell can be in growth or a cell can be in protection, but a cell can't be in both at the same time. Growth, I move to a stimulus, like someone I love or something I like, I move to it, and I'm open, I take it in. Love, I want to be open, I want to assimilate it. You know, joy, I want it open, I want to take it in. I say, what about protection? I go, oh, if there's a stimulus out there that you are in fear of, you don't go to the stimulus, you go away from the stimulus. I say, do you stay open? I say, absolutely not. You close yourself down to protect yourself. Oh my God, you can't do both of those at the same time. And all of a sudden you start to realize our biology is now based on whether we're open to be in love or we're closed because we're in fear. And I say, well, here we are today, ladies and gentlemen, this is the state of fear that is compromising not just your growth and maintenance of your body, but it's shutting off your immune system, opening us to disease. You know, when I go to my doctor, I go to the hospital, I don't hear this from any of the establishments in medicine. I, I never hear it's all about chemistry and biology and no one would ever dare say that my feelings about something, that my visualizations in my life might affect my biology. Why is that? The reality is epigenetics is a new science. It's from 1990. Is it in the medical school curriculum? Only within the last couple of years. 
So I say any doctor who got trained <laughs> previous to two years ago or so has very little of any information about epigenetics. Genetics means genes control the character of your life. Epigenetics is the environment controls the genes. If the genes control your life, that belief system, then by definition, we become victims of our heredity. There's a cancer gene in my family and I'm going to get the cancer or cardiovascular. My father died when he was 49. My grandfather died when he was 51. Oh my God, I have those genes. I'm going to die at 50. And now the new science, epigenetics say, no, this is completely false. The environment and our consciousness is controlling this. And I say, why is it relevant? Well, if you want to change your biology, then change your consciousness. You don't have to change your genes. The genes aren't in control. With every gene you have in your body, this is, a gene is a blueprint. For every gene blueprint in your body, I can make over 3,000 different versions of the protein from the same blueprint based on the way I respond to life. The genes are just the blueprints. How you use the blueprints and how they're gonna function is not based on the genes. It's based on the consciousness. The revolution is, am I controlled by my genes or do I control my genes? The difference is, now that we know we control our genes and all of a sudden, instead of being victims of our heredity, by definition, we are masters of our heredity because our consciousness can take any gene and make any kind of copy out of it, a, a copy that gives me health from the gene blueprint or based on how I perceive the world and I'm not happy or I'm stressed out, I can make a protein that will take away my health. There's a misunderstanding about genes and, and victimization. We're all perceived as victims of our heredity when we are absolute masters we control our genetics, and that's the most important fact that people have to understand.